Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, the 3rd of August, and it's Watermelon Day. And a big happy birthday to Tony Bennett, Martin Sheen, Martha Stewart, and Skin. There were 21,952 cases of COVID-19 yesterday and 24 additional deaths. And as the government continues to struggle with the pingdemic, which saw over 600,000 people in England and Wales pinged last week, there's been an adjustment to the NHS app. Dr Jenny Harris, the Chief Executive of the Health Security Agency, explains exactly what's been done. We are altering the logic of the app, which will mean that uh, fewer contacts will be contacted, will be advised to isolate, uh, and that is because we will only be contacting those at higher risk, where they have had very close contact uh, in the most infectious period of the positive case. And as travel from the EU and US resumed without the need for quarantine on arrival, there's been much speculation about the introduction of a new amb- a watch list. This would flag countries at risk of being moved to red list status. It's seen as being another complication in the travel system and Boris has abandoned it for now after a backlash at Cabinet. He did however reinforce that there's great risk from new variants arriving into the country. We must try and stop variants coming in, must drop importing variants from abroad. So we have to have a balanced approach and uh, what I'm want to see is a, something that is as simple and as user-friendly uh, for people as possible. But obviously, the double vaccinations that uh, we've got really do offer the way forward. Six. The diplomatic row over last week's deadly attack on an oil tanker off the coast of Oman has escalated. The attack saw a Britain and a Romanian killed, and the UK, the US and Israel all blame Iran. Now diplomats on both sides have been summoned for explanations. The frankly far too well-named Minister Matt Warman says it's time for Britain to blame Iran over what is a very serious issue. What we've seen, tragically, is the death of a British person. And it's right that we say uh, that we believe that Iran is behind this. It's right that we act uh, uh, multilaterally with partners to see uh, action taken so that we can bring this course of events to an end. However, Chair of the Labour Party, Annalise Dodds, says Britain needs to take a different approach to Iran. We've urged the UK government, as I said, to be working with other countries to try to de-escalate tensions, to engage again. We need to see that engagement. It's only through having countries working together that we're going to see a resolution of these matters. She is an American icon, a philanthropist and an early investor in the Moderna vaccine research programme and she made a rare live TV appearance this weekend chatting to Bravo's reality king Andy Cohen. She is of course Dolly Parton and she revealed that she invested some of the money she made from writing Whitney Houston's huge hit I Will Always Love You back into the black communities in Nashville. What a woman. I bought a property down in what was the black area of town, and it was just off the beaten path from 16th Avenue, and I thought, well, I am going to buy this place. This is the perfect place for me to be, considering it was Whitney, and uh, so I just thought this was great. I'm just going to be down here with her people, who, who are my people as well, and I think this is the house that Whitney built.
The first week of the Tokyo Olympics saw some record-breaking success for Team GB, including Charlotte Dujardin, who's now Britain's record holder for the most number of medals. She's got six, but she's not settling for that, as she told Sky News. It's a little bit surreal, to be honest. I mean, it's a very, very proud moment. And to think that, you know, I can still keep achieving more and more with the Olympics still to come. Another Team GB gold went to Max Whitlock, who managed to retain his pommel horse gold, which he won in Rio in 2016. It was the most nervous I've ever been for any competition I've done in my whole life. Seeing all the Team GB athletes come through, and I feel like, as an athlete, because I've done it before, I could relate to their feeling, and I feel like that put huge amounts of pressure on me from myself to really want to try and get that again. Still to come on the Smile 7, there's news and I'm a celeb, and we do some shoe manifesting with the rocket scientists on Love Island. Right after this. You're listening to the Smart 7. If you're enjoying it, you might also like the Smart 7 Island Edition. Just search and follow us on your favourite podcast platform. It's day 11 at the Tokyo Olympics with Team GB chasing sailing, cycling, diving, athletics and show jumping medals. Team GB have grabbed another gold, this time for Dylan Fletcher and Stuart Biffle, who edged out Germany to win their 49er sailing race. It comes after early disappointment for Charlotte Dobson and Saskia Tidy in their race. And right on the line, Great Britain win the medal race and with it, the gold medal in Tokyo 2020. Today also sees US gymnast Simone Biles back on the floor to compete in the balance beam and Norway grabbed a record-breaking gold as Karsten Warholm finished the 400 meter hurdles in 45.94 seconds. I can't believe the time. Nor can we. It's so fast and a lot of time I've been asked about the perfect race. I said it didn't exist but this is the closest thing I've ever come. There's news for fans of I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, but it's not particularly great news if you were hoping to see someone from EastEnders eating kangaroo testicles in a jungle. As the pandemic rolls on and with a fair chunk of Australia in lockdown, this year Anton Deck will be heading back to <laughs> Castle in Wales. At least last year we got good value from the crew of celebrities, particularly Radio 1 favourite Jordan North. And it sounds like things were even more chaotic behind the scenes of that now legendary snake challenge, as Anton Deck explained to Greg James. And we could see his leg going, his leg started twitching. And we like we we, we, in, in, we took a little pause and I said, well, I think he's going to go. Yeah. I, think, I think he's going to faint. And he had that fear where nothing made sense. Like we're saying, you get down in the box. What's a box? What's the box? Like, you know what a box is? <laughs> This year's Love Island has been an entertaining mix of stupid men and smart women. And the lead candidate for dumbest man has to be Toby. He's already hooked up with four different girls and now's having a crisis about who he really fancies. But he took some time out from romantic double-crossing to explain a truly unique theory about shoe size. When you were younger, yeah. I feel like if you wanted to be a size, you could dictate the size of your foot due to your thoughts. So you think everyone manifested their shoe size, yeah. basically? Yeah. Mm. When I was younger, I just used to always think, like, I want to be a size 10, I want to be a size 10. And I got to a size 10. I said, I want to be a size I want to eight, be a size I want to be a size 9. Like, what, there. and your feet and My feet just shrunk. Okay. Interesting. Well, that's cool. This has been The Smart 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Have a great day. Produced and published by Daft Doris.